At Can't Stop Endurance, we work with runners from beginner to advanced. From rookies to marathon champions, we provide personalized coaching to help endurance athletes reach their personal goals. Whether it's a 5K or 100 mile ultra, we have been there as coaches and athletes. I'm Coach Holly, and today Coach Kevin Leathers is going to talk to everybody about how to analyze a race. So tune in to listen to Coach Kevin Leathers talk about post-race analysis. For many runners, their training and analysis of data and obsessing about their goal race ends at the finish line. We like to think that your post-race analysis is a big part of the whole process. As a runner, I want to log everything that happened, good or bad, mentally and physically, fueling, nutrition, etc., so that I can learn from the experience. As a coach, I want that feedback from my athletes so that I can help them analyze what happened, what worked, what didn't work. I think the first thing you want to do is sit down and put everything into a race report. Just let all the thoughts fly. How was your race? How did you feel? What went right? What went wrong? Are you taking responsibility for your result? Or are you making excuses? I think when we talk about that, we have to be careful because there are some reasons that a race goes poorly that are out of our control, like the weather. But there are a lot of things that are within our control that we screw up and we make excuses. So we want to make sure we're taking responsibility for better or worse of the things we can control. And then learning from and dealing with those things that happened that may have affected our race that were out of our control so we can avoid those things in the future. This post-race analysis is really crucial to your ongoing improvement as an endurance athlete. You know, we like to talk a lot about the maturing endurance athlete. And again, that has nothing to do with age. It has to do with learning and growing and not repeating the same mistakes over and over. So let's think about your post-race analysis. I don't want you to make any rash judgments on your performance in those first 24 hours post-race. Everything's too emotional and can be a little charged. So let the emotions, whether they're positive or whether they're negative, let those settle down. Then I want you to do a really honest self-evaluation. What made the race a success? What really worked? Did you hit your goal time? Did you set a new personal best? Did you complete a distance for the first time? Was was finishing your ultimate goal? Was your performance good considering race day conditions? Was it rainy? Was it cold? Was it humid? Was it hot? Was your mental game and your race day focus good or bad? And then sometimes a really hard truthful self-reflection is how was your training? Did you do the things? Did you stick to all the small daily habits so that you could stand at the starting line with the confidence you had done the work to execute your race plan? So let's look at the negative side of the ledger a little bit. Let's look at what went wrong. First on the list, Did you go out too fast? This is the number one error 
most runners go out too fast, whether we're racing one mile on the track, a 5K, a half marathon, a marathon, a, an ultra. Runners go out too fast. They can't help it. It's adrenaline. It's ego. It's excitement. All of those things. Proper pacing takes a tremendous amount of discipline and patience. You've heard Coach Holly and I say this over and over on this podcast. You've got to be disciplined and you've got to be patient early in the race because if you're doing it properly, those early miles should feel pretty easy. We learn this skill in training. That's where we want to work on pace control, running your easy runs easy enough, running your uh, medium paced runs right on the number and running your fast runs faster so that you learn the difference and you can dial in your perceived exertion. Maybe you picked a goal that did not realistically reflect your current fitness. This happens a lot. Uh, sometimes that's FOMO. Sometimes it's an uneducated runner who doesn't really know what they don't know. And they think that a five-hour or a four-hour or a three-hour and 30-minute marathon sounds like a really good number that they heard someone else talking about. We want to get right down to what evidence from your training did you use to pick your racing goal. As a coach, we work with our runners constantly fine-tuning what their current fitness level is so that then we can pick a proper realistic racing goal. Was your goal sound and scientific or was it a wild guess? Typically when it's a wild guess, it does not end well. Did your ego or your impatience or that race day adrenaline get in the way? Man, that happens to all of us. It's exciting. There's music. There's fireworks. There's lots of other runners. Don't compare your fitness or your results or your intended race pace to anyone else. Focus on your race. Focus on what you can control. You can't control other people's reckless pacing. You can't control someone who is in better shape than you are and running a faster pace. Focus on your race. Did you stray from your nutrition or your hydration plan? You know, sometimes we just, we get caught up in the race and we, we forget to eat or we forget to stick to our hydration schedule. And I think we want to use our training to get that recipe and those ingredients dialed in so there's no race day guesswork. I think a lot of runners don't really take the opportunity in training to really figure out what works for them. What somebody else uses, somebody else's recipe might be the worst idea for you. You know, it's just like uh, running shoes. Somebody asked me, what's the best running shoe? Well, I know the best running shoe for me, but that might be the worst running shoe for you. So I tend to lay out a, uh, a, a recommended schedule for your fueling and your hydration, and then we practice it in your long runs and then we dial it in for you. Another issue we see a lot is, did you really think that lingering injury would magically disappear race week or race day? Oh man, I think a lot of us, we, we forget, we get greedy, our ego gets in the way, and we think that all the rules of injury and recovery and rest don't apply to us. We've talked about that a lot. 
in our Dumb Runner podcast episodes. I know my foot is killing me. I know my hip is is flared up, but maybe it'll go away or maybe I can maybe it's not really hurt and we plow through that injury and it becomes something more serious that damages weeks and weeks or months and months of our training and our racing. So now let's let's think about the positive side of the ledger. What went right? You hit your performance goal, awesome. It's really important that you document everything in your training log leading up to the race. And then in your race recap so that you can repeat the formula next time. I know when I've trained for, uh, whether it's trying to do a 5K or a, a half marathon or a marathon, I'll go back to my last PR that I set at that distance and I'll look at the six weeks leading up to it to make sure I'm doing what works for me and fine-tuning that formula. Now, what worked for me in a marathon 20 years ago is not going to work for me now because I need more rest, more recovery, less of some things, more of other things. But we tweak that formula along the way. You obviously did a lot of things right and you stayed injury-free. You, you, you can tweak things with each training cycle as your goals, at your fitness, and your experience change. But you have to have that, that basic blueprint and that basic roadmap for your own personal success. We work with our runners over and over, a daily, a weekly, a monthly, a quarterly, and an annual basis to fine-tune their roadmap. You know, they're all a little bit different. So what are some of the things you want to track? Well, let's, let's just say you ran a really great half marathon. Well, let's look back over the last eight weeks and let's see what was your average weekly mileage because whatever that number is really works for you. What were you doing for injury prevention? Oh, you were foam rolling. You made sure you were hydrated. Uh, you got a massage every couple of weeks and you foam rolled those tight calves. Great. Those injury method, injury prevention methods work for you. So let's keep doing those. Make a note of that. Nutrition. How was your fueling the last six weeks? Great. Okay. You cut out soft drinks. You backed off on uh, processed foods. You eliminated uh, beer for the last two weeks. Whatever those little bitty tweaks are, make note of those because they worked. How was your fueling during your long runs and your race? Did your schedule for calories and for electrolytes work? Great. We want to know what was the recipe. And then between your hard workouts and your long runs, what were you doing for recovery? How much sleep were you getting before this race? And then how did you set your race goal? What data, what, what evidence did you use to pick the race goal for this race that just went so well? And then how did you execute it? What were your splits? What was your mental frame of mind during the race? When Write down when the race got hard and how you talked back to those voices in your head. That's really important data and evidence for your next goal race. Let's repeat what worked and get rid of what didn't work. And next, another thing to think about, what would you do differently in your racing and your training? Whether you judge this, this race you just ran as great or poor, or a total meltdown, 
there are always things to tweak for that next training cycle and that next race. Some things like, do you need to be more consistent? Did you miss too many long runs? Did you miss too many of those key speed work days? Did you not do enough easy aerobic volume? Uh, maybe you need more race-specific pace work. And again, this goes from racing a mile to racing uh, a marathon. You need to be very familiar with your race pace, what it sounds like, what it feels like, what fueling is like at race pace, so that you dial in and we burn that, uh, that pace into your DNA, what it sounds like, what it feels like, what your breathing is like at your goal pace. Now that varies depending upon the race. In a mile, you're doing that in 200 and 400 meter chunks. For a 5K, we do that race specific pace work in intervals from 400 meters to 800 meters. Uh, for a half marathon and marathon, we're doing that race specific work in mile repeats, in tempo runs, in goal pace miles at the end of your long runs. Really a, a missing component of a lot of runners' um, training cycles. Maybe you, lead, you need more speed work, more, uh, more personalized, specific speed work that's built for you, not for anybody else. Or maybe you need less speed work. Maybe you didn't have a big enough aerobic engine to cover the distance and you need to back off on the speed work and put a little more time in building your easy aerobic volume. Maybe you need more tempo runs to really learn to hold a specific effort over a, uh, an amount of time. More or fewer long runs. Same thing with the speed work. Maybe you need more long run mileage. Maybe you need less long run mileage. It can be uh, either way. And it, just like we talked about what's the best running shoe, or what's the best energy gel? It's different for everybody. So what's the best weekly mileage for a marathoner? What's the, what's the uh, ideal long run distance for a marathoner? It's different for everybody. Some runners are super efficient and they can take a lot of mileage. Others need to find where that uh, point of just enough long run mileage is key. Maybe next time you will clean up your diet a little bit and get close to your ideal racing weight. Now that's not a magic number and I'm not saying you have to lose 5 or 10 or 20 pounds. It's getting your diet cleaned up and eating and fueling properly so that your body is functioning at its best. Maybe next time we're going to find the root cause of your injury or that nagging issue that always pops up at certain point of your half marathon or your marathon training and we're going to fix it. We're going to stop using magic tape and uh, bells and whistles to try to fix the symptoms and we're going to get to the root cause of the injury and repair it. That will make a huge difference in your consistency and in the end your racing and performance. Maybe next time you'll seek out better advice. Uh, I think we all know those uh, runners who like to talk about everything that they do, thinking that their way is the best way. You know, what we do here, you know, Holly with her athletes, Jennifer with her athletes, and me with mine, 
we know what works for certain types of athletes and what doesn't work for others. So we try not to give super specific blanket advice. We like to say, let's find out the best shoe, fuel, nutrition, long run ratio for you. So listen to credible sources for your training and your racing and your recovery advice. I have a lot of opinions about a lot of topics having to do with running and racing and recovery and fueling. And I think I've got some expertise in some of those areas. But once it gets out of my zone of expertise, I'm reaching out to other professionals who are professionals in nutrition and injury prevention and injury repair and mobility and all of those other issues that surround us. So even as a running coach with all the years of experience, I also look for credible sources for for advice of areas where I'm not an expert. Maybe next time you'll find a training group. There are so many advantages to finding the right training group. That's important. There's uh, good advice from experienced runners who have done a few things. There's camaraderie that makes it uh, more social and more fun. There's a distraction. Boy, a long run with a group will go by so much faster than a long run by yourself, especially on a day that's not great weather or it's windy or cold or raining. I think there's certainly something to the uh, uh, misery loves company. So, And then also safety, the safety of a training group. You're not out there by yourself for whatever reason, for if you get hurt or sick uh, or in a situation that might be dangerous. And a big group of runners is much more visible on the road than one solo runner. So we're big fans of finding the right training group. I spend a lot of my training by myself especially during the week because of my schedule. I fit in my runs where I can, like many of you. But I, over the years, have come to really, really look forward to that weekend long run with my training partners. And then we love this idea of hire a coach to avoid a lot of these basic training and racing errors. Again, when you get started at this, Again, whether you're doing couch to 5K or trying to PR your marathon, there's a lot of things you just don't know until you get out there and you have to learn the lessons the hard way. A good coach, a good training partner, a good advisor can help you avoid a lot of the very basic training and racing and fueling and recovery errors. So whether you hire a coach or not, at least learn to think like a coach. Um, And we would love to help you with that. You can... You can reach out to us anytime on our Facebook or our Instagram page at Can't Stop Endurance or shoot us an email at coach at can'tstopendurance.com. We, we are answering questions for runners every day. Also, if you'd like to sit down and really analyze your recent race, we would love to do that also. Just Send us an email, we can schedule some time, and we'll help you go through this process and help you point out some of those things that work or don't work. So I encourage you, do this race report, do this reflection, learn from your races, don't make excuses, and certainly don't keep making the same mistakes over and over. 
All right, so there you have it. Coach Kevin gives us the breakdown about how to analyze um, races. I know a lot of people just ran um, some half marathons in Memphis. So just reach out to us if you guys need any help taking a look at your race. And as always, run smart, train hard, and race fast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.